0: One thing that's true for all moms, we have a lot of stories to tell. Some are silly, some are gross, some bring us to tears. With each story that's shared, another mom feels a little less alone. So join us as we laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom I'm Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm On Podcast. Chloe, Megan, Susan are here, and I'm Abby. Thank you so much for joining us today. Megan is telling today's story. Um, And honestly, I was going to tell today's story because I confess I yell at my kids. Like, I'm a yeller. I... I have yelled at my husband before and he's like, you just yelled at me. I'm like, I was just speaking with passion. I wasn't mad. And he's like, yes, but you yell. I'm like, okay. So it's something that I definitely can relate to. And I have dealt with a lot of shame and guilt over, but Megan is telling today's story. So thank you, Megan, for making me feel not so bad.
1: Oh, well, it's not about me. I never yell. (laughs) Awesome.
0: Thanks. I'm kidding.
1: I probably yell more than anyone I am over a quarter Italian and we just talk loudly as it is. So every, it always sounds like I'm yelling. Um, but <laughs> I, I yell at my kids all the time, unfortunately. My husband rarely does. But the other day he um, was he was tired. We had been traveling for a long time. He was having to, pa- to unpack and repack to get ready to go on another trip. And um, his uncle who passed away when he was younger has given him this really nice like Stetson hat or I don't know, it was some sort of like nice cowboy hat. Um, And so it's, it's important to him because it's one of the things that his uncle left him. And he was like packing it for this trip. And my three-year-old came in and was, you know, of course wanting to put it on and play with it. And he, he didn't, he doesn't understand that it's like an important treasure from his uncle. And so he was kind of like playing with it and messing with it and my husband just kind of snapped at him and yelled at him and told him, you know, not to touch it. And I was kind of like, Whoa, you know, I've never heard you. I mean, he was tired too. So he just had a short fuse and, He felt so bad right after he did that because then my son didn't want to put on the hat and like play with the hat anymore. And he just got this look on his face and started getting those big crocodile tears. And my husband was like, You can play with it. It's okay. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have like, you know, snapped at you like that. Here, put it on, put it on. He was like, No, I don't want to put it on. I I don't want to mess it up. Um, and so he was afraid he was gonna mess it up at that point. And my husband's like I just feel horrible now. I just feel terrible. Like, I can't believe I just did that. It doesn't even matter. Um, And I was like, I have yelled at him for way less than that. (laughs) So it's, it's, but all that to say, he apologized to him and, you know, they were fine in two seconds because toddlers forget, but he just felt so bad. And I always feel bad after I after I yell at them, I mean, sometimes they deserve it, but I wish I could be, you know, there's that, that theory now of gentle parenting and how mm-hmm. to, you know, gently guide your kids to what you want them to do. And I'm just like,
0: I watch these videos and I'm like, I am never going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just always going to yell. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It was <laughs> interesting. As you were telling that story, I was thinking about how Mike, my, my dad never yelled at me. My dad, he's not a yeller. My mom was was a yeller, but like when you imagine, like the parents from maybe the fifties, sixties, and before, the dad was the stern one. The dad was the yeller. Yeah, and the mom was the sweet, like genteel kind of one that kept the peace. But now I feel like it's more about moms yelling than dads. I think that in a a lot more families, maybe it's just my personal experience and the people I know, the moms are the ones that lose their cool more often. And the dads are the ones that are more calm. And like you said, i never see him. I've never seen him yell. I wonder why that is. Well, I can't say that Mark is the
2: calmer one. However, I can relate to the Hampton story because I tend to yell, not related to what they did but related to either my own stress mm-hmm. or fatigue uh-huh. and are women more stressed and fatigued today maybe yes. yes I would say
0: yeah I think that speaking for myself I bottle up a lot of the anger and the frustration and then I yell because I just can't keep it yeah. in anymore so it might like you just said it's not them it's me because I've just reached the point where I can't not right. Yell, because on another day I wouldn't yell about that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, sometimes I feel like it doesn't sink in with the with the
1: kids when I ask nicely over and over and over again until I take that stern tone of like you need to do this or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and then they like pipe up.
0: Yeah, I was reading a little bit about about triggers and things like that, and one of them is a main one and really kind of an overarching one is that we feel powerless. Mm. So you yell because what you have tried to this point probably isn't working and so you're like "Ah, what do I do and then you just react
2: but is that because we're not giving consistent consequences so we shouldn't have to ask our children things three times if we are doing that then we're not stopping after the first time and Mm -hmm. taking the time to say okay there's you know right
0: mm-hmm. well have you seen a toddler <laughs> you can give them all the consequences I all day long <laughs> <laughs> well, it might not son. even be a bad behavior it might just be trying to get out the door and the right. shoes aren't getting right. put on the feet or
2: they said something and you just have to stop and say okay i'm gonna give you a do-over on that one right
0: Right. We're going to sit here until you do that. Right. Do you think there are certain personality types? Like, I mean, we've all taken the mom. I am test and a lot of us know Enneagram or Myers Briggs and all that. Do you think there are certain personality types that are more inclined to yell than others? Or does everybody have their reason for yelling or not yelling? So there's two things in there. This is probably going to confuse somebody, but
2: sometimes you can be like Megan said, she's a quarter Italian. I'm half Italian. You know, some personalities yell more but it's not taken seriously because this is just the way they are sure, and yeah. there's no anger behind it. Just, this is, but sometimes even a non yeller can be angry. Yeah. And so there's that anger behind it is more detrimental than the flighty yeller. Mm-hmm. Not flighty, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not just the yelling. It's not the do do some people get more angry than others? I would probably say yes. Is that a personality trait or is that situational or is it, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I've had to work on that with my husband. I actually just the other day we were talking about something and it was something kind of serious. And he was like, "I," he said, um, I can tell you're getting mad. And I was like, I'm not mad. I was I have a passionate tone and I was I wasn't mad at him. I was just kind of trying to explain to him why I think he should do something and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm sorry, like and I'm I'm noticing that more. Like I have a very passionate tone but it's like I'm I not, I'm not mad, I'm not upset. Like it's just I'm trying to communicate my feelings. I have big feelings and I'm mm-hmm. But it's not anger, you know? So I'm like that. And what I've noticed, too, is if the person doesn't respond like they're getting it, I get more passionate. Yes. Because I'm like, I want you to get this. They think
0: I'm getting mad. I'm not. I'm just like waiting for you to like understand me. get on my level. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I think it's kind of like how kids often say I'm sad when sadness isn't necessarily the emotion they're feeling. So he Mm. might say mad, but it's because that's a very easy yeah. yeah. Um, I, emotion where he might not yeah. be able to say, I can tell you're getting um, frustrated or passionate or, you know, something like that. You know, it might just be the easiest emotion to identify. We need the feel wheel from imom.com. <laughs> yeah. Let's go yes. in. No, you go out from the center. Yeah. We yeah. need the
2: advanced feel yeah, wheel advanced from IMOM.com because we have
0: two now. <laughs> yeah. I think that, like, uh, for me, like talking about the mom I am test, which I'll put a link to that in the show notes, my the mom I am, I resonated most with the peaceful mom because I like mm calm I like peace I like there to be peace not just like volume wise in my house but like between the people in my home I want everyone to get along and so it's funny that that would lead me to be more of a yeller because I think that I just like I said I bottle up all of it I repress a lot of it and so then it just eventually comes out we were on a cruise last summer and you know those cabins are not big Mm -hmm. at all and it was the four of us. And then my kids at the time, you know, they were uh, nine and 10. And they're not small children, but they're still nine and 10 years old. But it was a tight fit. Mm. And my husband was constantly like, you need to get dressed. Like on them and on them and on them. And I'm like, I know it's a tight space. I know it's a tight space. But it just made me upset because I'm like, this is our vacation. And please stop yelling at the kids. This is a vacation. And then maybe four days in one of them did something and I like swung the cabin door open and I was like get out of the room oh yeah (laughs) and he my husband pulled me aside he's like you've been on me about all these things I've been saying meanwhile you have been building that 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 mercury has been rising in you I'm like I know I know I know so it's like finding that for me it's like how do I balance I don't want to just constantly nag or constantly be on my kids but How else does that come out? How do you release the pressure valve, you know, like in the pressure cooker? How do you let some of that steam out so that you don't burst? Mm. And you can only head off so much. So
2: then when it does go out, what do you do? So that your kids know, like, this is just, I'm just, you know what? I just got frustrated. This is me. It's not you. Yes. Um, Yeah. You know, yeah, what you did was wrong, but I'm just, I'm just having a bad moment. (laughs) Yeah, because my dad was an intense, 100 percent Italian, and I, I, the small trips. There were four of us kids, and he, we traveled all over in a camper. Oh all gosh. six of us and as we got bigger oh my gosh yeah it, it was my dad was always gritting his teeth you know, and we just knew my mom was super calm but we just learned to know that doesn't mean he's really mad or anything this is just his views like he has this limit right and we didn't take it that seriously because oh yeah he's gonna have a few of those right <laughs> yeah. but we knew he didn't it was a personal
0: yeah oh I hope my kids know that because I don't know how many times I can apologize and be like, I mm-hmm. overreacted. Yeah. The or they just are like, we're, we're tired of hearing it, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like one day they're going to be like, we've had enough with you. No. We're out of here. Um, so a lot of moms believe things about yelling that it's just not true. One of them is that nobody else yells. When I hear stories of my friends, like when they say, oh, I lost it on my kids. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know. So if that's you. Don't believe it. Everybody yells. And then also that we're damaging our kids. And I think that, that you know, there's a little asterisk there. If all you do is yell. Right. And you're very intense, then maybe you're hurting your kids. And I've thought about that before. Like, what does my face look like when I yell? Wow. And if they see that over and over again, then yes, they might be scared. But if you yell at your kids, but you're also balancing it with loving your children more often than you're yelling, I think that. You don't have to worry about your kids ending up in therapy. Yeah. I don't know. But, not bad, but also,
2: if you are yelling, then your face probably does match it. And so, what can you do if you're like me, and it's usually because I've overstressed my life, mm-hmm. I've added too much, yeah. what can I do to change my life so that I have more space and I'm more relaxed and I'm not, you know, f- venting on my kids all the yeah. time? Mm.
0: Well, we were talking about this over lunch today, and I was talking with one of the girls who is a single mom, and she said, the problem I have is that I can't I can't escape to anywhere. Right. Because she has her daughter pretty much 100% of the time. And she said, you know, I don't have anyone to pass her off to when I need a moment to breathe. And when I say I'm, I'm going into the bathroom, she's at the door two minutes later crying mm-hmm. because I'm upset and she's upset and she knows that she's done something wrong or whatever. So I feel for the the moms who either their husband's away a lot and there is no relief because yeah. mm-hmm. then how do you, like you said, Susan, how do you figure out how yeah. to give yourself that space you need? I think it's really hard and I think you have to find those no
2: zone places. Like I used to literally go cry in the shower. Like that Aww. was my place. Don't ever
1: Ever interrupt my shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Husband,
2: children, I don't care who you are, they all know. Mega. That's
1: my, you that's made your my mom crying
0: the shower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I was just thinking my brain did go somewhere. I thought of a story of my mom and we can take this out if she wants, but no, 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 we will she, take it yeah. out. Oh yes, no, I know one what you're time, gonna say one time she was so mad and I i mean I must have been younger than 10 because it was in our old house and she was standing at the kitchen counter and I don't know what we were doing we must have been being brats for her to do this but she was like unloading the groceries and then I don't know how she, all of a sudden she had a wooden spoon in her hand and she just whacked it so hard down on the counter that it split in half and we all like looked up and we were just like terrified. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, oh, I didn't really get physical didn't, very much. So when I did that, yeah, I remember,
0: yeah. I feel like that's something I What do. I
2: thought you were going to say is I did. Now, I I was married so I could do this. If you we we were talking about single moms, you can't do this. But I did have moments of intense pressure where I would literally look at Mark and I'd say, "I'm out. <laughs> Nobody can call me." And I would get in my car and I would say to him, You know where I'll be. (laughs) I would drive to Ballast Point Park, and I would park there, and I always took my Bible. I took a journal. I took my calendar, whatever I did, and I would literally—it's really hot in Florida, so don't judge me on this— sit in my car with the the engine running in the air conditioning, sometimes for hours. And I would have to find peace with God with Mm -hmm, whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. And the kids would try to call me, and I'd say— like the first couple times I did it and they were old enough, they'd get worried. Well, where did you go? You were so upset when you left. I say, you don't ever have to worry. I'm at fallas Park. I'm not going to answer the phone. I need to be with God and nobody else right now. And I'll now. always come back. Yes, yeah. I'll always come back. I'll be with God and nobody else. That's I can't good. be with anybody right now. Mm-hmm. I have to go get a grip
0: on myself. Yeah, yeah that's good. Well, and it's about you know, making peace with with God and forgiving yourself because that's for me that's the burden I carry when it's over I, I know that whatever they did was just yeah kid stuff kid misbehaving kid mayhem but for me it's like letting go of the shame that I'm feeling after I've really lost it and in those cases it wasn't that I was I had lost it it's because I knew I was going to lose it mm.
2: oh yeah and somebody's going to take the brunt force of this anger mm-hmm. about whatever I was upset about and I needed to go get peace yeah. with it without taking it out on the wrong people well My here's little people so here's <laughs> an idea
0: for that instead of how to respond instead of react whenever you've been triggered in a moment like that and i'll say this right off the bat this really takes some mindfulness so i understand if you're like oh please i couldn't do that you're gonna know how to do this at least and that's a good step in going forward. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the first step. So this is how to respond instead of react when you're triggered. Step one is to pause. And the reason you have to pause is because this is fight or flight kicking in. Your body is it, 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 saying this is an emergency because everything has shot up and starts going in your body. And yelling is an involuntary reaction sometimes. You're not, you never have to say, I'm going to yell now. You never have to tell yourself to yell. You just yell. So pausing tells yourself this is not an emergency. Step two is to check in with what you feel. Do you feel powerless? Do you feel annoyed? Do you feel tired? And when you're able to identify that feeling, you're able to realize that you are human and that you're allowed to feel these things. Hmm. Step three is to then reframe it and look at it through your kids' eyes. So, like, my kids get rowdy at bedtime. They always, like, their energy level shoots through the the roof. Maybe because they know they're about to have to lay down. Maybe it's because the sun has set and things feel different at night. It might be because they know that going to bed means they have to get up and go to school. And so they don't want to go to bed. So reframing the situation and looking at it through their eyes, um, you know, it shows you that your children are, are people trying to get their needs met at the same time you're trying to get your needs met. And sometimes those needs are incompatible. So reframe the situation. And then lastly, choose a response. So you know how you feel, you know how they are probably feeling. And you can say for me, like for this situation on a good night, I might say, I know you you guys are having fun. So you have five more minutes to get the sillies out. And then we got to brush our teeth and yeah. start moving to bed. For For you, the choice, it might depend on your bandwidth, what you have available that night. Maybe you don't have the bandwidth to say you have five more minutes. And maybe the answer for you, the response that's appropriate is to just walk away. You Mm -hmm. just have to turn around and walk away. But by pausing, checking in with yourself, looking at it from their situation and from their perspective and then choosing that response and all that can happen in like 10 seconds. You know, it doesn't have to be a 30 minute process that can enable you to turn your reaction into a response which I think would prevent me from losing it a lot of the time. And I think you don't have to feel guilty if it's more than a 10 second response. If you like need
2: to really step away and say look mommy has to go to her room right now because she's about to explode over this situation and I don't want to do that so I'm going to go think about it. You guys go to your room and think about it. Put the baby in their crib for 15 Mm -hmm. minutes. It's Mm -hmm. okay even if the baby cries for 15 minutes and I think it's a good example to the kids of yeah sometimes we have to step away to get a hold of our Mm -hmm. anger or somebody else takes the brunt of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just did that this morning in a way. We had to be to school early and my older son I gave them I told him, I said I'm waking you up you have 25 minutes from the point I get you up until we have to be out the door and we had talked about it the night before we talked about it last night I said all right if you want to sleep until this time know that you have this much time to get up we will eat granola bars in the car Like this is how it's going to go hmm. he spent the first 18 minutes laying in bed <laughs> because he felt nauseous and he's been he's been sick lately and so I felt for him but he's in the bathroom then and I'm like I see his uniform on the floor and I was like you're not dressed yet. It was 6.45 and we had to be out the door at 6.50. And he didn't even have his clothes on. His teeth weren't brushed. His hair wasn't brushed. And I knew we were going to be late. And it was a parent-teacher conference. And I'm like, I don't want to set it bad in So again, like what you said, Susan, mm-hmm. this was about me. I was worried about looking bad in front of the teachers because we were five minutes late. And how irresponsible that made me look. And that sent my anxiety going mm-hmm. up, 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 up. Yeah. And so I said, guys... I don't want to lose it. I feel like I'm about to lose it. And I just walk down the hall. So like even expressing how I'm feeling is setting Mm -hmm. that example. Maybe walking away is the example for you or saying I'm having a hard time controlling my emotions right now. Telling that other person this is what I'm feeling I think is I'm hoping I'm setting that good example for them. I think that's such a key thing that you said,
2: though, is also understanding what our triggers are like what people are going to think about mm-hmm. me, pride. Megan, you had a situation like similar to that in church on Christmas Eve when James was acting out in front of everybody. It's hard not to get mad and angry right. when what uh, we're triggered and to know our triggers and to be able to talk ourselves through them is important, too.
0: Mm. Well, it's similar to our conversation about the when you have a child who's a sore loser, like You know, if your kid stomps off the mat at the 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 field, you are embarrassed in Mm, front of the other parents. And so, like, what's your reaction to that? Is it based on how you're feeling about yourself or your child teaching them? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you ever heard of the strategy to whisper instead of yell? I have.
1: Oh my gosh, I have the funniest story. One of my friends she was one of five kids and her mom was like the sweetest, most soft-spoken. I mean, she homeschooled all five of them for a long time. And she is still to this day, like the nicest lady, but she said that if any of the five of them acted up, that her mom would like pinch the back of their arm, you know, like in your upper arm, Mm -hmm. like pinch the back of it and go, I am so ashamed of you right now, and, like, <gasps> oh. whisper it in their ear. Oh, that's <laughs> Yikes. And, and she would say that she, they would, she would, like, pinch them and, like, drag them. Not drag them, but, you know, escort them out of wherever it was into, you know, the car or whatever. But she said, I knew I was in big trouble and my mom would whisper in my ear,
0: I am so ashamed of you right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did you ever try the whisper thing, Susan? I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I could have the self-control to do it but I have a friend who does it she says her kids know she's very angry when her voice gets really low and like just deep and low and and quiet and another friend I mentioned her before the one that's pregnant with baby number seven I I think I talked about the whisper thing in another episode or in an article or something like that it must have been in an article she's like my kids wouldn't hear me. Like yeah, There's, there's so much them. noise in the house. Like <laughs> If I'm whispering to get you know, them to do something, they just wouldn't hear me. And I'm guessing the theory is that if they see you whispering, they're going to be like, uh-oh, what's mom saying? Or not even uh-oh, just curiosity. And so everyone's going to naturally quiet down? No, I don't know yeah. about that. But I have done the sit-down
2: thing. Mm. Okay. I'm just going to sit here.
1: No, yeah. I... Ha- I had teachers in school that would do the whisper thing. They yes. they refused My like younger that. when I was in elementary school they had they would refuse to yell and so they would just talk like this until the whole class would yeah. like look yeah. at them
0: until someone catches on that that's what's happening and they're like well we can just keep talking because she's just gonna stand there and yeah. whisper it depends on the kids you have. it worked. Yeah. I don't know
1: though it works so, like she would just whisper and talk like this and then everyone would be like what is she saying and get really quiet
0: Yeah that's a good strategy yeah. yeah um another thing that about like how to so we're talking about ways to yell less so one way is to try whispering another one is to tell your kids what you're feeling or you know just walk away another one that I read and I, I don't know I think this is in response to the feeling powerless is to name out loud five things you can control I mean my kids like, would think that was really weird like what is she lost her <laughs> mind what is she doing <laughs> <laughs> what that are you that talking about? You're that mad about something. You're not going to be like, oh, let me take a step back. I I can adjust the thermostat. I can go have a snack. I think I was losing it. (laughs) They would think you're crazy. Which would get them to stop doing whatever crazy thing they're doing. Um, Okay, so then say you've you've yelled how -hmm. to repair the damage. We talked about saying what you did wrong, asking for a do-over. I I usually apologize, you know, because even if they were doing something wrong, I shouldn't have and raise my voice the way that I did. So I think that's important. That's I also heard a thing about like, you know, the whole like ratio of good interactions to bad interactions kind of thing. Like as far as giving compliments, there's all that stuff about more positive than negative. It takes so much more positive to outweigh the negative. There's um, an, uh, some stuff that, got, that was put out by the Gottman Institute about a five to one ratio. This was for couples, but in conflict, you should have a ratio of five positive interactions during a conflict to every one negative one and maybe it's that might be hard to implement with a child in a negative like in a in a within conflict it might be hard to do this but you know say you yell say you lose it that's the negative one then as you're still working through this situation you can still say something positive to them you can offer affectionate words or touch you can find ways to agree you know like I've yelled at my son during math homework. So I could say, you know what? The way that they're teaching math is confusing. Mm, You're right. That's good. Or empathize. I struggled with algebra too. Yeah. Algebra also. And (laughs) algebra too, for that matter. Um, And then like be interested in what your child says. You know, if your child, if you, if if they're in trouble for something and you've yelled and then you say, you know, why did you do that? Be interested. Listen, that's a positive interaction. So, you know, kind of thinking about, Am I damaging my kids because I'm yelling at them? Mm -hmm. Well, work on the positive things then, work on five positive things for every one negative thing in that conflict.
2: It's good. And I think if. Somebody in your life, like in my case, I can think of a season when it was my husband who said to me, you're angry all the time. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Don't be the frog in the pot that just lets this Mm. temperature in your home keep going up and up and up. You know, get help. Have a friend come in and talk to them about, you know, what's going on and help you unravel why you are so angry Mm -hmm. all the time. Or go to counseling if you can afford it and get Just get somebody to help you. You don't want that to become the norm. Yeah, or
0: don't blame yourself or don't um, label yourself a yeller. You know, I've said that so many times. I'm a yeller, I'm a yeller. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I'm not. I I have yelled before and it's something I'm working on and I'm sure I'm going to yell again, but... No, my home is a peaceful place. Yeah, say it over and over again. You're a
2: peace-loving yeller. (laughs) I don't get it, Abby.
0: (laughs) It's all repressed, I promise. (laughs) All right, is yelling your go-to form of communication? What have you tried to do to curb it? And how's it working for you? We would love to hear from you um, and to share your comments in future episodes. So email us via the link in the show notes, and that's where you can find all the good stuff we talked about today. We'll include the feel wheel, um, the mom I am personality test, and make sure you check it out. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization, Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.